Would you like to have access to a tool that works with the power of your unconscious mind? That means you no longer have to rely on willpower to create the change in your life that you want to change. Sounds amazing, right? It is. And I can teach you how to do this through my one-day self-hypnosis masterclass. When you use the power of hypnosis, which is essentially giving suggestions to your unconscious mind while in a state of trance, and your mind already knows how to go into trance because we are actually in trance 90% of our day. It's just with hypnosis, we're giving our mind these suggestions of what it is that we want to achieve. You can hypnotize yourself into better health, into joy, into passion, into getting to the gym, eating better, living a healthier lifestyle, whatever it is that you're wanting to achieve that until now you've been relying on willpower and perhaps falling off, we can make this happen quickly. We can make it last and we can make it easy because we're using the power of your unconscious mind. So if you'd like to learn more, click on the link at the bottom of the show notes to my link tree, go to the one day self-hypnosis masterclass all the information's there. It is a super low cost price for this one day session that is super fun, loads of interaction and practice for you. And you will have this knowledge and this skill for the rest of your life. You are worth it and you will love it. Imagine getting up every day full of energy as if you were in your 20s again. What would that be like? What would that be worth to you? What is your health worth to you? Think about it. Your health isn't everything, but without it, everything else is nothing. And yet too many of us are taking it for granted until something goes wrong. No one wakes up hoping to be diagnosed with a disease or chronic illness. And yet we've never been taught how to be proactive in our health through our school system or public health. As a registered health coach and integrative health practitioner, I believe it is time this information is made available to everyone. Combining new knowledge around your health and the ability to do my functional medicine lab tests in the comfort of your own home will allow you to optimize your health for today and all your tomorrows. Don't wait for your wake up call. Welcome back to another episode of the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I am Melissa Dealey, your host, and I'm excited you're joining me here today as I start a new theme with the start of a new month. And this month, my theme is me, myself, and I. And I chose that theme because I want to share with all of you how important it is to be looking after yourself and looking after yourself first. So often we don't do that, especially busy moms. And I know for myself that it wasn't until I got into health and wellness, which was after my corporate career, that I discovered how important it was to look after myself first. Until that time, I had literally thought I needed to look after everyone else first. And then if I had anything left in the tank, I could look after me. And of course, you know, that didn't happen very often. So today I want to share with you 10 
reasons why looking after yourself is so important. I'm a big believer in understanding the why, because when I know why I'm being asked to do something or why something is being recommended to me, I am so much more likely to follow through on actually taking action. Then if somebody just tells me to do something and I don't know why, I may start it and then fairly soon after that stop if it doesn't fit into my schedule easily and effortlessly, or I might not even start it. So understanding the why is really important. So let's dive in. And these are in no particular order I also want to share. However, self-care is a foundation for your life. Focusing on yourself is like building a strong foundation of a house. When you take care of your physical, mental, and emotional well-being, you establish a solid base upon which you can build a fulfilling and successful life. And it is really important to look at the physical, the mental, and the emotional, and even the spiritual well-being. And this is what I do in working with all of my clients is we look at all four of those bodies because all four of them are important. When you focus on yourself, you get enhanced well-being. Prioritizing self-care leads to improved overall well-being. It positively impacts your health, your energy levels, your resilience, allowing you to navigate life's challenges with greater ease. And let's face it, life does throw us challenges. We have stressful events thrown at us every single day. When you're in a place of enhanced well-being, you are much better able to cope with that. Number three, increased productivity. And this one I loved because a lot of people feel like they don't have time to look after themselves. That's just one more thing to add to their long to-do list. But the reality is, is that when we do look after ourselves first, we end up with increased productivity. Taking time for yourself doesn't detract from your productivity. It enhances it. When you are well-rested, mentally sharp, and emotionally balanced, you can accomplish tasks more efficiently and make better decisions. So I know that it doesn't make sense when you think about it, because it does take time to look after yourself, but doing so truly does result in increased productivity, which means you get more done in less time. And what does that do? That creates more time in your calendar for you to look after you. So all you have to do is get started in little five minute increments and then notice the improved productivity. And then you've got 15 minutes that you can play with and your productivity improves. And then you can continue to build on that until you might be able to have two half hour blocks of time where you can do something for you during your day, even two one hour blocks of time and continue to enjoy heightened productivity. Number four, emotional resilience. So focusing on self-care helps build emotional resilience. It equips you to handle stress, setbacks, and uncertainties more effectively, enabling you to bounce back from difficulties with strength and grace. So again, when we are operating from a full cup with good rest, good energy, we are much better able 
to cope with all of those stresses life throws at us in a much calmer way. And I'll share a little story about that later in the podcast episode. Number five, balanced relationships. Taking care of yourself is essential for maintaining healthy relationships. When you are in a good place mentally and emotionally, you can contribute positively to your relationships, fostering understanding, empathy, and support. And who doesn't want that? It's when we're stressed out that it's much more likely that we snap, that arguments start to happen, and that can make it feel like the relationship is struggling. When we have the space to care for ourselves first, it can result in very different outcomes in a much more positive relationship. Number six, personal growth. Prioritizing me, myself, and I is a key component to personal growth. It allows you the space and time to reflect, learn, evolve, and foster continuous improvement in various aspects of your life. And this was certainly true of me. When I got back into school after being let go from my corporate job and I started health coaching school and I started learning about the importance of self-care, that really was an opportunity for me to start growing as a person in a way that I had never realized was even possible before. And it literally single-handedly changed my life, how I interacted with my husband, with my daughters, how I felt in my own physical body because I started prioritizing myself and I discovered it wasn't selfish. All my family members were benefiting from me doing this. Number seven, setting boundaries. This is key because focusing on yourself involves setting and respecting boundaries. It helps prevent burnout and ensures that you have the energy and resources to dedicate to your priorities without spreading yourself too thin. And unfortunately, there is a lot of burnout in the world today. And one of the answers, it sounds so simple to set boundaries, but the problem is not enough of us do it or we set the boundary and then we waver and then we don't uphold it. When we set clear boundaries, and I teach courses on how to set boundaries in a really positive way so that there isn't any conflict in that process. When we set clear boundaries, everybody knows where they stand. And again, it just allows for much easier communication and gives you the space to be able to look after yourself. Number eight, Looking after me, myself, and I results in increased happiness and fulfillment. And I'm sure that you can recognize that really that's a given. When you prioritize your well-being, you are much more likely to experience happiness and fulfillment. And this positively influences your outlook on life and therefore your relationships, your overall satisfaction, and boosts your health. As well as your immune system is stronger, because when you are in a happy state versus a stress state or a fearful state, your immune system is strengthened. If you're living in a stressed out state or a fearful state and you're in your fight or flight, your immune system is actually shut down. Number nine, modeling healthy behavior. 
By making self-care a priority, you become a role model for others, your own children, other people in your community, your friends, demonstrating the importance of taking care of oneself. And this can positively influence, as I've said, your family, your friends, your colleagues, to also adopt healthier habits, focusing on prioritizing themselves. And number 10, authenticity and self-discovery. Focusing on me, myself, and I allows for self-discovery and authenticity. It gives you the opportunity to understand your needs, your desires, and your values, leading to a more genuine and purposeful life. And very often we don't stop to think about our own needs, our own desires, even our values. And this is something that I've been discovering for myself over the last couple of years in different trainings that I've done in my master NLP practitioner training. We dove deep into values and again in my trainer training so that we could understand our values and our values in different aspects of our life, our values in business, our values in a relationship, our values around money, our values around life in general. And are the values that our unconscious mind gives us are they the values that are serving you now and if not we can shift your values using the tools of nlp what we were also diving into in another course that i'm in is your needs and your desires and how are they your ability to voice those helping you live the life that you want to be living and if you're not voicing them then why aren't you voicing them and what is the block that is preventing you from being able to voice them? And initially for me, it was simply that I'd never stopped to even think about my own needs because again, I'd been thinking about the needs of everybody else. So write down a needs list, journal over that in the key areas of your life, finances, career, spirituality, relationship, etc., etc., And notice if that's an something that's easy for you to do or harder for you to do. And if it's hard for you to do, that's okay. Start focusing on it a little bit every day and journaling about it because as you focus on it, more things will come to you in terms of what your needs are, what your wants are. So I want you to remember that putting yourself first is not selfish. It is a fundamental aspect of self-preservation and personal growth. It positions you to contribute more meaningfully to the world around you. And when I learned this almost 10 years ago now, it changed my world. First of all, I had totally thought that it was selfish to put myself first until I got into health coaching school where a whole new way of thinking was pointed out to me. I was told that we can't serve from an empty cup, which made complete sense, and hit home. I just never stopped to think about that before. And as a result, I created my own mantra and started reciting it every day to shift my thoughts about this. And that mantra is this, self-care is the most selfless act because it allows you to show up and give the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. And I've said that many times on this show. So if you're a regular listener, you will have heard that before. If you're new to the show, 
I would love you to just stop and think how that landed with you. Because every time I say it, it gives me full body truth bumps, as I love to call them. It is so meaningful for me to remind myself that it's self-care is literally the most selfless act because it allows me to show up and give the best of me instead of what's left of me. And that's what my family appreciated when I chose to start looking after me. And where I got started was I literally started to plan time in my calendar. That was for me alone, not for my husband or my kids or my work, something that brought me joy. I took up yoga. I planned the time in my calendar and I asked my husband for support so that I could do this. And before long, I started feeling better, calmer in my body. I loved that time at yoga. And I remember noticing that summer that while my teenage girl still pushed my buttons, I didn't react because I was looking after me. I could respond in a different way to them, asking them why they had done what they had done or said what they had said versus just snapping and yelling at them because I was at my wits end when they said something and I reacted. Now I could listen, I could hear it, I could take it in, and then I could respond. Stress creates overwhelm and we get stuck in a vicious cycle Yet when we can get out of overwhelm and improve our sleep, we are much more resilient to the stresses that life does throw our way. So I know sometimes it can feel like there is already no time in your calendar. So how are you supposed to find time to look after yourself? And you're thinking, listening to this going, okay, it might work for her, but I just don't have time. And this is where you simply need to ask for help, to get creative, to partner up with other parents and do play dates. So while your kids are at their house, you can go and look after you. And then you have their kids so they get some time for themselves too. And think about how else you might be wasting time in your day. Are you scrolling social media and suddenly 45 minutes has passed? Are you watching two hours or more of television every night? What if you use that time to proactively do something for you? And maybe sometimes zoning out in front of the TV is just what you need. However, perhaps not every night. You could do something different on other nights. Another night you might want to go for a walk, take a bath, visit a friend, go to yoga. It doesn't matter what it is as long as it brings you joy. I do also find working with my clients that they often have a hard time thinking of what they might do to look after themselves. Sometimes it's equated with something that costs money, such as a massage or a spa treatment of some sort, and it doesn't have to be. I ask them to write a nourishment list of how they would like to nourish themselves. Nourishment isn't just about food. It's about so much more that has us feeling happy and joyful and whole as human beings and loving our life, loving ourselves. So here's a list in no particular order to give you ideas of how you can start looking after yourself and prioritizing yourself. There's all 30 things on this list. So start with one that really resonates with you. 
and then you can add in more. Don't feel overwhelmed listening to this list feeling like I can't do all of these things. You absolutely do not need to do all of them. Just start with one. So the first one is literally carving out me time in your daily schedule. That's, as I said, how I got started. And actually blocking that time in your calendar with the activity listed so that when that time comes, you know exactly what you're going to use that time to do. And that way, you don't end up wasting time scrolling social media while you think about what you're going to do. And then all of a sudden, the time you blocked is gone. Number two, setting and maintaining personal boundaries by letting others know that you'll be using that time for yourself. So who do you need to communicate that to? If it's at home, maybe you need to communicate that to your spouse and children. If it's at the office, maybe that needs to be communicated to your boss or your colleagues or both. Number three, prioritizing regular exercise for physical well-being. Whatever kind of exercise works for you. And if you need ideas, go back to my episode number 66 when Janet Olmsted was my guest and she was talking about her playbook and within which she lists 100 ways to move your body and play. It doesn't have to be going to a gym. If you hate the gym, don't go to the gym. Do something you love to move your body and get some exercise. Number four, allocating time for hobbies and passions that make your heart sing. What are those things that you used to love doing when you were a child? Could you do them now as an adult just because we grew up and we became adults and we have bills to pay doesn't mean that we have to give up our hobbies and our passions. Let your heart sing. Number five, nourishing your body with healthy and enjoyable meals. Maybe that means doing a little bit of meal prep on the weekends and having healthy meals ready for busy weeknights where you wouldn't otherwise have time to cook a meal and instead of grabbing something on the way home that you know isn't healthy but it's all you have time for now you can be enjoying a healthy meal because you know it's already at home ready and all you have to do is heat it up number six getting adequate sleep to support overall health this is often overlooked I hear people say, I'll sleep when I'm dead, or I can get by on five hours of sleep a night, or sleep is overrated. Please go back to a very recent episode, number 154, where I outlined why it is so important to get adequate sleep. Again, the why is important, so you know why you're more likely to take action, right? Aside from it just helping you become more stress resilient. Number seven, engaging in mindfulness or meditation practices. And when it comes to getting started with meditation, some people feel uncomfortable sitting quietly and they think that their thoughts running around in their head that they can't slow down is bad and they're not doing it right. First of all, for people getting started, I love to recommend guided meditations from the Calm app, there's a number of apps. There's Insight Timer that's actually got many free meditations. As that allows your mind something to focus on, listening to the person who's guiding the meditation. And as you do that, your mind tends to run away less. However, your mind is designed to run away. So 
it's not that you're doing it wrong. Allow that to happen. Allow it to just be. And when you notice that your mind's run away, just simply notice that and call it back to focus on the meditation again. Don't beat yourself up. Don't think you're doing it wrong. You're not. It's totally normal. Just bring your mind back to focus on the meditation and it will run away again and then bring it back. Number eight, saying no to commitments that don't align with your priorities. This is key. Understanding what your priorities are obviously are important in order for you to be able to do this. And so know what your priorities are in volunteering or in your work life or in your home life. People are always going to ask you to do things. And if they aren't in alignment, you can politely decline. Number nine, engage in personal growth through reading or classes or both. When we stimulate our mind, we feel better in our body, in our person, in terms of our self-confidence, etc., because our body and our mind are connected. And when our mind is stimulated and, and growing, that reverberates into our physical body. And this is a great way to engage in looking after yourself. Your mind and your brain is like a muscle. It's also a use it or lose it type thing. So it is important to never stop learning throughout life and therefore engaging in reading for personal growth or taking classes or both will is another way for you to focus on supporting me, myself, and I. Number 10, taking breaks to prevent burnout. This is a biggie. I just saw a stat from 2023 that 62% of employees reported feeling burned out. And part of this is because they feel they never get any downtime anymore. With all of our devices, they feel like they have to constantly be answering emails and texts. So again, setting boundaries with your phone and your computer are really important. Turn on do not disturb outside of work hours and make sure that your boss knows that after this time at night, I'm not answering you. And then you have to make sure you don't answer. Turn on that do not disturb. Put the phone in another room. Stay away from it so that you can show that you're serious about that boundary. Number 11, investing in self-care activities such as spa days or enjoy nature walks, which are generally free if you don't want to be spending money on your self-care activities. Number 12, setting realistic and achievable goals and celebrate the journey as the goal that you start out with may not be where you end up. Where you end up might be better than what you thought when you set the goal. However, you're on a different trajectory. So when you set the goal, you never even envisioned that things were gonna go that way. And if you only wait to celebrate when you achieve the goal, you may never celebrate anything because you didn't get that goal, you surpassed it, but you surpassed it over here. And I want you to celebrate how far you've come. That celebration is part of celebrating you and looking after me, myself, and I. 
Number 13, learn how, or sorry, learn to delegate tasks and share responsibilities. Ask yourself, does this have to be done by me? And if the answer is no, delegate. Sometimes we take on too much, feeling like we have to do it all because that's someone else's expectation. However, their expectation might be just for the job to get done, and it doesn't matter who gets it done. Number 14, practicing gratitude to foster a positive mindset. I love this one. I have a gratitude journal. I've had it for close to 10 years now, and I truly love how my life changed as a result of starting a gratitude journal. And this is all because of our RAS, our reticular activation system. Our brain is naturally wired to look for, be on the lookout for danger because it's supposed to be keeping us alive. And when we're always on the lookout for danger, it's very easy for us to get into the fear state. However, when we shift that by writing a gratitude journal and we keep doing this, our reticular activation system starts to focus on what am I grateful for today? And as little things happen throughout your day, you think, oh, wow, that person opened the door for me. I really appreciate that. I'm going to write that in my gratitude journal tonight. Today, I actually had a gift card and I didn't know how what the value was on that gift card. And I went into customer service at the um, company that I was, that the gift card was from. And I asked them and I thought there was probably pennies left on the card, maybe even no money at all. And it turned out there was money left on the card. So I was very glad that I asked versus just threw it out and very appreciative to that person who helped me. And so maybe that's something I'm going to write in my gratitude journal tonight, that I'm grateful that I was able to get that answer so quickly from customer service and find out that there was money left on the card. That's a nice bonus. So my brain is now always on the lookout for things that I can be grateful for each and every day. And that positive attitude puts me into a state of happiness and joy, which feels so much better in my body than living in a place of fear and stress. Number 15, surrounding yourself with supportive and uplifting people. You are the culmination of the five people you spend the most time with. Find people who uplift you and cheer you on rather than the people who don't want to see you fail. They're very often people who love you dearly. And so they caution you not to move forward. Except that failure is only feedback. If you fail, you'll learn something, which means you won't fail next time. And those people mean well, however, they hold you back. You know, it's the crabs in the bucket. One crab gets almost to the top of the bucket and is going to climb out to freedom. And all the other crabs will pull that crab back in because they don't want to miss their friend. So if the people in your life can't support you, choose to spend less time with them. Number 16, establishing a financial plan for future security. We don't plan to fail, we fail to plan. And that is so true when it comes to our finances. Work with a professional to guide you so that your hard work now reaps rewards for you later on. You're focusing on me, myself, and I, as I said earlier, is in all aspects of your life, not just your home life or your work life. It's all aspects of your life, which includes your finances, ensuring that you have healthy finances. 
Number 17, taking mental health days when needed. This is absolutely important. And on those days, those you want to actively do something to support your mental health. Just lying around in bed all day, it doesn't cut it. Get out in nature. It will help to reset your nervous system and boost your spirits just by showing up to enjoy a walk or a hike. Number 18, embracing moments of solitude for reflection. This is so important. We all need time alone to do this. Being alone doesn't make you lonely. When you actively use the alone time to spend with yourself, how can you be lonely? Embrace the alone time. Number 19, limiting exposure to negative influences or toxic relationships. This comes back to what I mentioned earlier. If you walk away from a friend or a group of friends feeling drained, they are people you want to spend less time with and choose to spend more time with those who have you feeling energized after being with them and you know who they are. Number 20, prioritizing self-education and continuous learning. Get curious. There is so much to learn and so much access to information in our world today. Enjoy the process. Number 21, celebrating personal achievements, no matter how small. So we we're talking about celebrating before. Sometimes people think they're only going to celebrate what's happening in their career or in their work life. Well, what if you celebrate the personal achievements as well? That course that you took for personal growth that you completed, celebrate that. Number 22, engaging in activities that bring joy and laughter. There's that saying that laughter is the best medicine and laughter truly is an incredible form of medicine because the chemical reactions that are happening in your body when you laugh are actually boosting your immune system. So don't forget to laugh, laugh out loud, roll on the floor laughing, have those crazy moments. You know, when you laugh so hard, your stomach muscles hurt, allow that to happen. Number 23, regularly reassessing and adjusting personal priorities. This is important as what you had set as a priority three months ago might not align with where you're at now. We are always growing and evolving and your priorities should not be set in stone. Allow them to be tweaked as needed. Number 24, expressing your needs and desires openly. Open communication is key, as this is how you get the support you need in order to find the time for you. Number 25, cultivating a positive self-image and self-love. How do you talk to yourself? What are the conversations that are running around in your head? Do they lift you up and tell you that you are amazing and you can do anything you set your mind to? Or do they tell you that you aren't good enough? not smart enough, not pretty enough, etc. 99% of the conversations we have in our head are not even true when we really stop to think about it. And yet we keep them running based on old patterning. If you need help removing this mental toxicity, let me know and we can do a quick session to remove those limiting beliefs and replace them with messages that you do want to hear. Number 26, Setting aside time for relaxation and leisure. 
When life gets busy, we will often skip this. Or if we make an attempt at relaxing, just as we get comfy, our brain says, sends us a list of things we should be doing instead. And up we get to go do them. This is a trap. Don't fall into it. Set aside the time to just sit down and read or take a bath or whatever relaxing activity you'd like to do and stick with it. The tasks will still be there later and you'll get them completed more quickly because you took the time to rest first. Remember, we improve our productivity when we care for ourselves. Number 27, practicing self-compassion and forgiveness. We are always so hard on ourselves, thinking we need to be Superman or Superwoman to get everything done in the day we need to get done, and then beating ourselves up if it isn't all done. Instead, celebrate what you did get done. Celebrate the fact you also took some time to care for yourself and forgive yourself for being so hard on yourself as that driving force will cause ill health later on. And yet it is what society teaches us. Instead, choose to enjoy your self-care now and increase your longevity by doing so. Number 28, building and maintaining a strong support system. We aren't supposed to do life alone. Who else can support you? Asking for help isn't a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. And that was something else I had to learn. It's a sign of strength because it shows that you know yourself, you know your limitations, and that you aren't too proud to ask for help. Those who do try to do it all invariably end up in that state of burnout, which is a long, slow, recovery process where they need a lot of help and support. Why go there? Ask for help now. People love helping others and they often don't know what you need until you ask. Number 29, embracing moments of spontaneity and fun. Let your inner child come out to play. Fun is not a word that is only associated with childhood. Fun is something to engage in throughout life. And number 30, this is a big one, unplug from technology. There are actually resorts you can go to now to experience this and recharge your batteries. However, you can do it at home. As I said earlier, put your phone onto do not disturb mode or leave it in another room for several hours while you read a book or go out in nature where there is no connectivity. And notice how much better you feel just from a short break from the constant ping, ping, ping of alerts coming at you from your devices. Hopefully, as I said, that list has given you one or two ideas to get started with. Pick those ones and start to implement them. Choose ones that resonate. Don't feel like you have to do it all. I'm not trying to create more overwhelm in your life. I know there's enough of that already. Just start with one. After all, if you don't look after you, who else will? No one. You are your own responsibility. No one else's. Over the course of the rest of this month, I'll be bringing you guests who will continue to talk about ways you can look after you. Next week, I have a guest who talks about the benefits of intentional acts of kindness, small things such as opening a door for someone, smiling at a stranger, stopping to offer directions to someone with a map who looks lost, 
And as you give kindness, you are also giving back to yourself and looking after you as you feel better for having offered kindness to another. So even though you're doing something for someone else, you're still looking after you. I will also have a guest on to talk about the healing benefit of the theta brainwave and cool tech to help us get into this powerful healing state that will leave us feeling energized and benefit our health and more. And I have a guest coming to share their story of being morbidly overweight and depressed until he realized he had to prioritize himself and his health if he wanted to be around for his wife and daughters. So tune in every week and learn and share these episodes with those who need to hear them. And I thank you for being a listener of the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I would love your feedback. Send me an email, melissa at yourguidedhealthjourney.com if there's topics you would like to hear featured on the podcast, or if you would just like to share your thoughts, I would love to hear it. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. Thank you for investing this time with me on the Don't Wait for Your Wake Up Call podcast. I'm so glad you joined in. If you can take two minutes to share this episode with someone you think can benefit and have a positive impact on their life, that would be wonderful. Please leave a review by going to your favorite podcast listening app and let me know what you enjoy or would like to hear more of. It will support me in my effort to bring the possibility of natural healing to a wider audience and help disrupt the sick care system we have today and make human health a global priority. Health is your true wealth.